they started complaining about uh, being tied up. Hello, and welcome to Dissing Killers. The podcast, we're not afraid to punch down. As you can tell, this week we're in the same room, not using fucking Zoom to say stuff and get like shitty audio, even though his voice sounds way deeper than mine, because it really is. Yeah, no, dude, we're in the same room. It's kind of fun. I'm excited to see what this podcast will have in store for us. Yeah, those burps that I've been doing the last couple of weeks, you're going to smell them this week. <laughs> yeah, no, we're sitting like six feet away, but I can already smell your breath coming and it smells like booze and depression, so let's get this podcast rolling. Dude, that's my life. Booze and depression, that would be the name of my autobiography. Yeah, I mean, hey, without that, there wouldn't be a show, so I appreciate what it takes to get the job done, you know? All right. We can stop dissing me and get to dissing killers. <laughs> yeah, so um, what are we doing this week, man? So, first off... uh. This week we're doing uh, Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. BTK stood for Bind, Torture, Kill. It, he dubbed himself that. Um, but really, we have a uh, we have a cornhole expert who works for the show named John Green. He also wrote books like Looking for Alaska and The Fault in Our Stars and some other pieces of shit that were just no good in any way, shape, or form. Just really shitty books. But yeah, you yeah. can't call yourself a literary genius or a writer of any sort if you're writing for people who are 30 years younger than you. Like, there's, there's nothing more pathetic to me than a man who tries to appeal to preteen age girls, right? Like, that's so lame. But anyway, let's hear what this loser has to say. Yeah, piece of shit just wrote to us. And, like, I'm just going to express how many of these words are misspelled. He goes, dissing killers, which surprisingly was spelled correctly. Good job. Buddy. It is I, famous Ritter. John Green. I is the next Stephen King, even though I am 43 and writ romance books for little girls. You will not believe the amount of pussy I get. At my brother's VidCon, I drop panties faster than people fall asleep reading my books. I am supposed to be the head writer for this show, but don't get the credit it I deserve. If you follow my lead, you will be sex ice, sex icons just like me. Legendary sexual, S-E-C-T-U-A-L, beast, B-E-E-S-T, John Green. P.S. You guys have any younger sisters? I'm only 43. So. Listen, listen, um, this is going to set me off. I Usually I don't get mad on the show, but I'll make one thing clear. This guy is not our head writer, you know, and that's not... He's, he's taking all the credit away from Luke Boyd. Yeah, exactly. Also, he's a cornhole expert. You know, his job is very minimal here. He has a small job to do, and if we need him, we're going to reach out to him. He should not, and this is me speaking from the heart here, you should not reach out to us if you can't contribute to the show. And just by reading that letter, he has nothing to bring to us. So I would recommend, honestly, we're going to reach out to you, John. Don't reach out to us again, and if you do, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, we, we really don't want to come over and beat your 43-year-old <laughs> ass up. Um, And also... Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> that was a strong. By the way, guys, that was a strong one. I did not smell these before now. That was rough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he uh, he's our cornhole expert. He better be a. Uh, if he if we need to know about cornhole, we'll reach out to you. But that letter didn't say shit about cornhole, so he really he, he piece of shit. Just discard the letter anyway. Yeah, let's go, we should have thrown it out when we got it. We we should just so you know, John, your letters are not going straight to the spam file. Um, 100%. Well, anyway, this week we're doing our episode on Dennis Rader, 
So Dennis Rader was born in 1945 and was the oldest of four boys who lived on the outskirts of Wichita, Kansas. He served as an Air Force mechanic for four years before moving back to Kansas in the late 60s, early 70s. He killed the Otero family in 1974, and those were his first murders. He killed his last victim in 1986. He was caught when, they sent a, when he sent a floppy disk to the police that they traced. And I'd just like to remind people that he asked the police, Hey, can I send you a floppy disk? If, I, if you can trace it, don't tell me to send it to you. And the police were like, fuck it, why not? And they just said, no, we can't trace it. So then he sent it to them, and they traced it. So uh, we've got a sponsor, a couple of sponsors like we usually do. Let's do it. Um, our first sponsor is sponsored by floppy disks. Why don't you use us anymore? We caught BTK. Aggressive. Yeah, really uh, a great sponsor. I mean... It, the last time anyone was sponsored by floppy disks was, uh, what, 1996? Dude, I'm, I'm putting you like this. Blockbuster and Radio Shack were still a thing the last time someone used a floppy disk. I think floppy disks, they sold floppy disks at Radio Shack, right? Yeah, that was did. a thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. That's where I got my re- mid-90s references. Anyway, let's let's get to some jokes, shall we? You want to go first or you want me to start? Man, you go first. I always go first. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do the honors this time. Anyway. BTK looks like if a creepy uncle had a creepy uncle. Yeah, he looks at the sexual predator version of Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, you know, he killed for sport, yet he looks like he was always picked last at kickball. That's my favorite. Um, I mean, he... Well, it's also... He sounds like the only professor who makes you dumber for listening to him. <laughs> you know, the thing about him that bothered me too is he was just boring. He makes crime more boring than a CSI writer. Yeah, but he was also stupid. I mean, his high school classmates were surprised he was a serial killer, but they were even more surprised he graduated. Speaking of stupid, it's just pathetic, you know? He is so pathetic, he listens to Coldplay unironically. Yeah, he, um, but he's also, I mean, we're getting through all his, like, bad qualities here, but he was also incredibly boring. I mean, he had this televised confession about all his murders and shit. And his confession was almost as hard to listen to as BTS's music, <laughs> BTK's confession. Yeah, you know, talking about BTS, BTK killed people, while BTS's music makes people want to kill themselves. Oh my god. Um, But yeah, no, he called himself BTK because those are the only three letters he knew. You know, some questions will never be answered. Like, who is more effeminate, BTK or the band BTS? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he claimed to be an intelligent psychopath, but couldn't come up with a better name than BTK. You know, the whole thing is just embarrassing. The only thing more embarrassing than being BTK's kid is having Bruce Jenner as your father. Oof. On that note, let's get into some facts. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's hear some fucking information, shall we? Yeah, so we've got... Do you want to go some fun facts or some murder facts first? Let's go fun facts. Fun facts. I'm feeling fun. His daughter wrote a book about him after he got caught, made millions of dollars and became super famous, and his victims got nothing out of it. Just saying that first. And that's somehow more disturbing than the second fun fact we have, which is that he enjoyed torturing animals. And he's also obsessed with women's underwear. Yeah. You know, uh, his daughter drops his name more than he drops the soap in prison. Yeah. I mean, he also he really wanted infamy. All he really wanted was to be famous. But uh, he'd be, but he'd end up just weird. I mean, the only weirder Dennis is Dennis Rodman. 
Fair enough. You know, one thing about it, speaking of weird, is he was a Boy Scout leader, and he raped a child. That was his initiation. <laughs> yeah, I've got some Boy Scout jokes if you need them. Uh, yeah, no, there's, he was a Boy Scout leader. He was also the head of his church. So, um, but yeah, um, he killed a woman while working at a Boy Scout camp, which is somehow not the worst thing done during a Boy Scout camp. You know, I'll go back to the church thing. At least open that door. You know, the worst part about him is that he worked for a church, by far. Yeah, he talked for 32 hours to police, which is his third longest sermon. You know, he was a terrible person, obsessed with publicity. Of course he worked at a church. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He was a church leader, which explains his behavior. Yeah, speaking of his behavior, let's go back to his appearance. I feel like we haven't done quite enough on that. You know, oh, we... I got one more on his Boy Scout days. <laughs> okay, he was one more Boy Scout joke. He was a Boy Scout leader, so we know he committed other crimes besides murder. <laughs> That's like, I like that one. <laughs> you know, but back to his appearance, he looks like Mr. Potato Head. If he played with kids instead of the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, He looks... I mean, like, his ears are so big, you'd think he would have heard the cops come. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, he looks like the only professor who can't read. But he also looks like, kind of like one of those famous criminals. I mean, he looks like Walter White if Walter did, did all of his meth instead of selling it. Speaking of teeth, his name is Dennis, but it looks like he's never been to the dentist. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a broke Colonel Sanders. I, I do actually. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Love that one. Yeah. He looks like he was. He always looks like he was just caught slipping, slipping into a woman's drink. Yeah. He looks like a vice prince, a vice principal who also teaches a very, very in-depth sex ed, like one of those ones where he's just like, just so you know, and then we'll like teach you everything you don't need to know. Speaking of looks. He looks like the only thing he despises more than women is their right to vote. He looks like he asks people, do you know who my daughter is? That's a good one. <laughs> he looks like both a rat and someone who would shove a rat up his own ass. <laughs> his entire confession looks like the lead up to a PowerPoint presentation. You know, while confessing, he looks like he's about to ask the audience if they were taking notes. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it's the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. But I mean, he also... Let's get back to some more facts because Let's we're just gonna it. we could talk about how this fucker looks all day. Um, we got plenty more looks like jokes. <laughs> a lot more. Um, we we got a lot of quotes actually, but first off, let's get back into the killings. Let's do it, shall we? Um, well, first off, he went to school for criminal justice after he killed the first five people, which is interesting because, like, you know, he he was like, "I'm gonna get caught, so I'll not get caught by learning more about the cops," which is, you know. In all accounts, pretty smart. Nothing we can make fun of. Yeah. Um, but he was very detail-oriented. So, I mean, he looks like his resume says detail-oriented. Okay, we're going back to looks like. I got you. Anyway, you know, speaking of looks like, his hairline had less of a chance than his victims. Oof. Yeah, I mean, he was, bald in the, he was balding in the 70s and still balding in 2005. So, like, it's been a... That was a long trek for his hair. Yeah, a long time balding. Anyway, he looks like he wouldn't sleep with his own sister unless she was tied up. Oof. I mean, he was there were a lot there was a lot wrong with him. I mean, he had he was a sociopath. He was a sadist. He was overly controlling and incredibly arrogant. And overall, just pretty scummy. In fact, his defense attorney said he's just not right. That's a fair point, you know. He bragged about stuff that nobody was impressed with. 
Who does he think he is? A Yankees fan? Who does he think he is? John Green? <laughs> That's a um, good point. <laughs> but, uh, no, he was really arrogant. He was the kind of guy who tells you he has a four-inch dick because he thinks it's huge. Yeah, you know, um, speaking of arrogance, there's a lot of ignorance, too. You know, just like a Me Too accuser, he lied to his victims. Is that uh, Luke Voigt who told you that one? <laughs> no, I got some stuff Luke Voigt told me if you want me to get to that, too. Well, I mean, Luke Voigt said to me he was worse for health than letting the wife drive. <laughs> which, uh, I mean, we know you don't like women driving, Luke, but, I mean, you gotta come up with some new stuff. I mean, we love you dearly. You are the worst first baseman on this on our team and that are, like, five other people on our team. But, you know, we still appreciate your jokes. It's just that you kind of, that one, you get those are getting old. Yeah, fun fact about Luke Foy, he's the only person on our team that can't hit a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, the main difference between BTK and Luke Foy is that I'd let BTK in my house. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go back to some Luke Foy jokes he wrote me. He wrote me two, and they're both on the same thing. So get ready for some Asian jokes. Dennis <laughs> gave his victims more time than an Asian on the SATs. And his victims can't see anymore, so they know what it's like to be Asian. Both of them, Luke Voigt, I give that a C plus because honestly, man, you're just doing the same fucking routine over and over again. We know you don't like Asians. We know you don't like Asians. We know you don't like like women or black people or anyone who's not specifically you. But uh, I mean, the big difference, the other big difference between BTK and Luke Voigt is that BTK had sex with people. That's a good point. You know, I see the main difference between Luke Voigt. And BTK said, I would invite BTK over to my house. <laughs> and also, uh, the biggest crime BTK committed was not going to Luke's voice house. <laughs> yeah. He used a 357 Magnum, the only kind of Magnum he'd ever use. Oh, man, I like that one. You know, um, he got caught because of a floppy disk, but in prison he gives other men soggy dicks. <laughs> He asked the police for help with the floppy disks, and they gave him free housing. I guess blue lives do matter. Speaking of cops, you know, if he wanted to taunt the cops, he should have just told them that black lives matter. <laughs> I mean, he did taunt the cops. He taunted the cops by sending them letters, and the cops, the cops taunted him by being incompetent. <laughs> you know, speaking of cops, you know, they, the police solved the crime the way that William Shatner solved the solved crime in the Middle East. <laughs> solved terrorism, yeah. yeah. Solved terrorism. Um, he looks angry though. He looks like some. He looks like someone just told him the price of roofies went up. More police thing before I go back to this. Right, yeah, the, these police were worse at their job than the Obama administration. True. Yeah. He ended more family reunions than your al- than when your alcoholic uncle finds the beer. <laughs> you know, back to I got one last look one uncle. Oh yeah, he looks disappointed. Like he just saw himself in the mirror for the first time. Yeah, no. If I if I looked in the mirror and I saw Dennis Rader, I'd be like, shit, I better get out of here. What a fucking letdown, right? Yeah, I mean, he looks like he calls Taco Bell ethnic food. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> let me see. You know, he took advantage of global people, just like a Me Too accuser. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he stopped killing the same year as Kurt Cobain, in nineteen ninety four. Speaking of people with long hair, you know, like the feminist movement, he took advantage of naive women. So. <laughs> the only time a daughter used her father to get more famous was Ivanka Trump. You know, his daughter wrote a book about her childhood. I, it was so bad, I thought John Green wrote it. <laughs> oh, if we're getting into John Green jokes, I mean, uh. 
he wrote letters to the police and spelled things incorrectly, but they were still more interesting and well-written than John Green's books. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you want to get into some more facts or you trying to get a couple more jokes? I I'm running out of jokes here, man. I'm, I'm going to have to start coming up with some on the fly, so let's go into some facts. Let's do it. So facts about his murders. Um, he actually would cut the phone wires to the house of the person who, to the house he was invading, so that if one of them got free, they couldn't call 911. So, I mean, if he was killing today, we'd just use cell phones. But back then, like, you had to cut a wire and shit? Like, fucking stupid. What was it, the 70s, man? Just like his facial hair, he was stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he killed his victims in their homes, which is very interesting, because every killer we've done has killed their victims somewhere else. They've taken their victims to the woods. They've taken their victims to their own home. They've killed their victims in their own car. But... Dennis would go into his victims' homes, kill them, leave, and, like, really a very different strategy for most uh, serial killers. You know, he had a lot of sick fantasies, and one of them is that woman found him attractive. That was That's a pretty sick one. Um, he also, he called the police to report his favorite murder, which, of, which was of Nancy Fox in 1977. He called the police, he told them where to find the body, and he was like, yo, like, this is good shit, come check this out, fam. And, except he didn't say it like that, he said it like a psychopath, which is kind of like that. Yeah, no, his, his call sounded like a rain man figuring out how to use a cell phone. He didn't know what to say, he froze up a little bit, and he's like, Yo, check my shit out, man, I just killed some bitches. And then he just hung up, so, what a yeah, loser. <laughs> what, a, what a loser. I mean, he also, he killed someone who lived four houses away from him, but he got away with it because his alibi was that he was at a Boy Scout camp at the time. You know, he's the first person with autism who couldn't count. <laughs> Damn. Autistic people can count. You're a psychology major. You know, they're wicked smart. Yeah, that's but why they're he's like... the first person with autism who couldn't count. Oh, couldn't count. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, no, now I'm fucking retarded. Um, so when we're on this, we've got a couple more. We've got some quotes from him and some quotes from his uh, victims. These were honestly, bro. Some, some of, of were the, the best, best quotes. quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these are really time. good quotes. Um, but, I mean... After the sentencing, he was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences. He spends 23 hours a day in solitary, and the other one making people wish they were in solitary. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, he paid attention to details, just not if they were on his face. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a missionary for satanic cults. Oh, man. He looks like the only missionary who doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, he doesn't he doesn't know what what religion he's talking. He's like, is this Islam? Is this Christianity? I don't know. Walks up to your door and he's like, "Hey, what religion should I be?" <laughs> it's like one of the big three. Trust me, guys. You can you can, you can listen to it. You it's know. a sect. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking. Just join my cult, man. Um, he took trophies from his victims though, which were the only trophies he got that weren't for participation. <laughs> he won trophies. He had trophies in the 70s. The first person to win trophies in the 70s without any type of athleticism. <laughs> uh, he seems like his fa it seems like his least favorite part of his sentencing was that the judge was black. Oh, man, that's a good one. Anyway, we want to get to these quotes more? Yeah, it's a lot of jokes. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, some interesting uh, quotes he had. He was very, he was very calm, kind of weirdly calm. He said, um... I tied the kids up, and they started getting real upset. And when he was talking about his uh, third set of murders, he murdered their wife, he tied the kids up, They all, and he was like, they got real upset, which I think is completely understandable. 
Yeah, no, I get it because he tied the kids up while he was dragging their mother into a separate room to rape them, to rape her. So I get being upset about your mother being raped. You know? Yeah. It, and he, was, he seemed uncomfortable with the fact that they, they were upset about their mother being raped. Like, what the fuck is that shit? I mean, when he was talking about the crime, he said, I waited for her to come home. And then he said, I told her that I had a problem, sexual problems, that I would have to tie her up and have sex with her. And she was a little upset. I mean, I don't really think he gets human emotion that well. Yeah, I think the only emotion he understands, dick hard, must tie up women. <laughs> I don't think that's an emotion. <laughs> but he goes, uh, yeah, I mean, he said, um, so his second murder, we got to go over this. His second murder, he shot a guy in the head, killed her, his sister, and the guy got away. And, the, and he said, and when the guy got away and he heard the door open, he goes, in his uh, confession, he said, oh, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought the police were coming that time, at that time. I heard the door open. I thought, that's it. I mean, this guy literally has, like, no, like, no, no awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think he was an idiot. Um, which means the cops were dumb as fuck. But, uh, he said... If I had brought my stuff and used my stuff, Kevin would probably be dead today. I'm not bragging on that. It's just a matter of fact. So, I think it's a brag. You know, it's it's one of those deals where the way he talks, like, we can only describe it so well. He sounds like he's ordering something at Starbucks, and the person who takes his order fucked up. He just sounds so arrogant, like he's talking down to people. And he's literally confessing his crimes in front of the victim's family. Yeah. So, it's, it's kind of a funny listen to. I mean, he did a 45-minute confession... And in it, he said stuff, he said, like, I had many, what I called them, projects. They were different people in the town that I followed, watched. It was basically a selection process, which is kind of like minor league baseball prospects, right? Like, we're looking, he's looking around, he's like, that girl's got to, you catch the swing on that girl? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to call her up to the major leagues. Impressive, man. I appreciate the minor league baseball reference, you know. Those of us who get it, get where you're coming from. Yeah, Most like respect. Luke Voigt, who should still be in the minor leagues. Yeah, we never figured out in a minor league curveball, so it's whatever. <laughs> um, now we've got a lot of family quotes. We're gonna we're gonna read the best one last, but uh, yeah, let's go people it. said stuff like, "My mother begged for her life, yet he showed no remorse," or "No action or sentence bestowed upon Dennis Rader will begin to compare with the reckoning he will he will endure when his time for judgment comes before the Lord." So, I mean, that's kind of funny because he's a church guy and they're like, hey, God fucking hates you, dude. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, if you think that that's bad, honestly, like, I think you should hear the rest of the quotes because these quotes, they go heavy into everything and they really, like, usually people from the Midwest are known for being lame at shit talking. This is some <laughs> next level shit talking. <laughs> I like that the definition of nice to you is bad at shit talking. Yeah. It's not like they're nice. It's, they're bad at talking shit. But, uh, yeah, no, um... So, somebody said, right now, he's not any remorse, no compassion. He had no mercy, and I think that's what he ought to receive. So, pretty uh, pretty intense look at that. I mean, so another person said, as far as I'm concerned, Dennis Rader does not deserve to live. I want him to suffer as much as he made his victims suffer. So, I guess, people got to tell him they have sexual problems? Is that like kind of the yeah, thing? It reminds me sort of the Ridgeway things where people, they're just going at all angles. Oh, you want to hear all everything. angles. You <laughs> yeah. got one more before I go. Somebody said, Dennis Rader killed my wife in 1986. There's no punishment you can exact upon him that will satisfy our needs. Now, 
probably right. But the one that I really like, the one we honestly enjoyed, and we really want this guy on the show more than we want Dennis Rader on the show. Hold up, though. I think there's a punishment that would satisfy their needs. Make Dennis Rader listen to tip of himself talking. That would be more than he needs. Honestly, that's more than he deserves. Like, that's a terrible punishment. <laughs> or, like, you know in Guantanamo Bay, they make people listen to really loud music? Just put BTS yeah. on in BTK's, in BTK's cell 24-7. Yeah. Dude would be dead in 30 seconds. Over, if you overlap that shit... He would not know how to handle himself. He would just immediately... Or just auto-tune his voice to go along with the music. Oh, man, that'd be great. Um, so, but my favorite quote from a victim's family member is, um, If I had your devil nature, I would delight in the fact that your congregation has turned its back on you, that your friends have deserted you, that your wife has divorced you, that your own children have disowned you, and then I would remind you that you will never have any warm, loving human contact again for the remainder of your twisted existence. Now, I would just dwell on that for a second here. Just hear me out. Yeah. Is that if I had your devil nature, I would delight... He sounds like he's delighting that fact very much. Like, haha, fuck you, your wife divorced you, your kids don't like you, like your congregation turned its back on you. And then he's like, you'll never have any warm, loving human contact. But I will tell you... That warm human contact, dropping the soap. I mean, it's warm human contact. It's not loving human contact, I'll tell you that much. But when he drops the soap, I mean, well, that's I some mean, warm human contact. And fairness, though, you can't go too hard on that guy because his loved one was killed by this guy. So, you know, if you're going to... I mean, he kind of did... Dennis Rader deserves to hear that. And this guy was... This guy went hard on Dennis Rader. I liked it. That's what I was talking about. Good old-fashioned tongue lashing. You know, like... You can't whoop his ass because he's in custody, but if you can go in and just say you're a piece of shit, no one likes you, which is basically what he did, it really puts him in his place and it makes him feel like, damn, I just got roasted by someone who I thought <laughs> I won up for the past 30 years. But, uh, yeah, well, speaking of uh, stuff that people need to hear, uh, our second sponsor is sponsored by Tie em Up, the bondage website for sick fucks. Thank you for the sponsorship, guys. You know, we really appreciate it. And I know we have a very big fan base, so I feel as though our big fan base and this company can really mix well together, and I would appreciate if you guys checked them out, honestly. Yeah, tie them up, the bondage website for Sick Fox. I don't know if they have a... Well, I guess they've got to have a website. I don't know what the website is. All I know is that they like to tie people up and be like, no, 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 it's cool, it's consensual. Hey, whatever you got to do, check out this website. It'll really help our show. We appreciate it very much. You, you want to give them the link? Yeah, I'll do it. It's at, uh, what's the name of the website? I don't, see fucking I, I don't remember the name of the website. You but, know what? Uh, you'll, you'll check it out. You can go to our shit. Is it whitehouse.gov? I think so, yeah. Whitehouse.gov? Um, but yeah, no, there's, uh, I, I don't really have anything more. Oh, well, you gotta talk about who's to blame for this crime. Let's do, let's get into it. You should go first this time. I, I like yours. I mean, I think the police were to blame, mainly because they were dumb as shit and couldn't catch him. Like, if I'm the police in this case... I'm like, hey, maybe we should check out, you know, like, people. And, and they're the like, nah, we got to wait until we got, like, definite proof of who we know. And four then, like, <laughs> four houses down, like, oh, you were at a, uh, you were at a, um, what's it called? A, a, Boy, Boy, Scout Sc- a Boy Scout camp, like, five miles away, and you were asleep for 12 hours, and during those 12 hours she died. It's like, hmm. If only you had a mode of transportation that could take you back. If only home. you had a way you could travel five miles in under 12 hours, like a car or a horse-drawn buggy. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, the cops are dumb as shit, and if they'd been able to catch him earlier, then he would have gotten the death penalty, and these people would have been like, haha, suck it. Not only did your co- not only did your wife divorce you, but she's not going to want you to get the electric chair. You know what? I'm going to take some fl- slack for this one, but I'm going to go in. Anyway, lack of ability to grow a full beard. It creates a generation of beta males who fall for dumb shit like religion and do weak-ass shit like this. Like, there's no one who isn't a p- giant pussy who has to tie up women before they kill them because they're afraid of a fight. Like, no alpha males do this. Only beta male shit. And they fall for shit that even idiots don't fall for, like, religion. Like, usually a smart, like, maybe even a dumb person is like, you know what? Noah's Ark's fucking stupid. This whole religion thing is dumb. Someone watches me from the sky. All my dead relatives are hanging out above me. And you fall for shit like that? That's a beta male. Come on. Like, yeah, but how only beta males are religious. If you listen to this show and you think there's a god, you have a three-inch penis or... Yeah. That's, Dude, you enjoy Ed Sheeran music. You enjoy Ed Sheeran music. 100%. That, that is 100% true. If you if you believe in God, you enjoy Ed Sheeran music. Like, the way I look at it, too, is religion is just another form of being a nerd. You read an ancient <laughs> book and you pray about that every day. Like, who else reads a 5,000-year-old book every single day and prays about it? Or maybe even a 2,000-year-old book. Whatever. Yeah. It's weak as shit. Come on, we all can agree on that. Fuck off. I'm like, who, this episode is technically on BTK, but we spent the last three minutes just railing on religion in general. <laughs> you know, they deserve it. They can take a big one. You know, like, how many people have died for religion? We can insult religion, you know? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, come at me, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know you're up in the clouds right now, but hey. Come, to, come off your high horse and talk to me face to face like a man instead of sending some burning bush. <laughs> you know, Dude, we've been burning, we've been burning weed all day. We're all good. I've been burning people's bushes <laughs> for different reasons for the past twenty two years, twenty three years. So. We need burn the bush to collect the insurance money. I'm telling you that. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! No, that was that, well. That was a Jewish story. I feel like you can make money off of that. You'd do it. Yeah, fits with that culture. Well, anyway. Um, this is our best audio episode until early August when we're doing an episode on the Golden State Killer, uh, when we will, which we're recording this weekend, but we'll release in a couple of weeks, so we don't release two great episodes back-to-back. We'll release good episodes, but, you know, we want to save the ones with the great audio to scatter, you know? Yeah, check but, out uh, our IG, bro. Check out our IG, you know, di- at Dissin Killers, D-I-S-S-I-N-K-I-L-L-E-R-S, and, uh... You'll uh, you'll see what we mean. It's but like yeah, definitely check out our Instagram. Tune in next week and for the last eight weeks. Vote for our, our fucking best joke of the week. That's something that we pride ourselves on. Vote for it, please. Let us know your favorite joke. Yeah, vote. We we post our favorite line. Um, and we have a poll, and whoever and we uh and whoever wins buys the other person dinner. So um, I've yeah, been right. eating really well recently. So. <laughs> so uh vote on our best joke of the week peace peace